Hey everybody, this is Viktor Kovalenko from the United States and you are listening to my podcast about the Russian war against Ukraine. I am a former Ukrainian journalist and a veteran officer of the Ukraine army. This podcast explains how Ukrainians defend their country from the Russian military invasion. For this episode, I recorded an interview with a military expert from Ukraine. His name is Mikhailo Pritula. He is a retired colonel of the Ukrainian Security Service and a frequent guest on the national television channels in Kyiv. He agreed to answer several questions for my podcast and to share his opinion with the Western audience about the combat situation and weapons Kyiv currently expects from the United States and Europe. My first question was about the battle for the city of Severodonetsk in eastern Ukraine, which is a hot spot of the war in June 2022. Let's recognize that Severodonetsk is not a strategic settlement, but it has a very good system of defense. There is a river there, the city of Lysychansk is across the river, and it is located on the elevation, on the high river bank. From there, it is very convenient for the Ukrainian armed forces to shell the territories captured by our enemy. That means, in fact, that Severodonetsk is a city where a lot of Russian armament and troops are getting destroyed. Currently, this city is kind of a furnace in which a great deal of the Russian army is getting burned out. Here is what happens there. The Russian army is trying to capture this city to report to the great Tsar of Russia that they reached the borders of the Luhansk province. They don't have any other goal there at all. This city doesn't have any practical military significance. But it is a symbol, like the Donetsk airport was in the past, that the Russian army is not able to capture not only Severodonetsk, but even small Kamishuvacha. So this is a city where the Russian equipment burns. In his answers, the Ukrainian expert Mikhailo Pritula emphasized the historical context. A long time ago, Ukraine had to disarm itself under international pressure. If we talk about the combat situation, let's begin by answering how did it happen that Ukraine was disarmed in front of the Russian Federation. It began when the Soviet Union just collapsed. Ukraine chose the direction to move toward Europe, toward a civilized world, and to split up from Russia. Our ally, the United States of America, was a guarantor of this process, so it asked Ukraine to disarm itself. And Ukraine gave away to Russia large quantities of weapons under the guarantees of the United States. What were that quantities? About 700 cruise missiles X-22, with the warheads up to a thousand kilograms each. Also, I'm talking about 587 cruise missiles X-55. Also, the strategic bombers, the carriers of those missiles, were partially given away to Russia 
and partially destroyed. So Ukraine not only originally had the number three nuclear arsenal in the world, but also had large quantities of rockets that could be used in our defense now. But they were transferred to Russia under the guarantees from the US. Now Russia is sending those rockets to kill Ukrainians and destroy the Ukrainian cities. Here is what happening now. The US and the entire Western world see this and don't give Ukraine the weapons needed to enable the country to defend itself. As a result, the front line in Ukraine is currently 1,150 kilometers long, and we should defend ourselves from the missiles which we transferred to Russia with weapons that we don't have. Currently, we need those rockets. They are equivalents of the US first-generation Tomahawk missiles. We should receive at least this type of weapons, because our security was guaranteed by such a serious country like the United States, which keeps its word. Without the guarantees from the United States, we could never give away rockets to Russia. So currently, we don't have those rockets and anti-rocket systems. Here is the problem. Despite guarantees, we don't have the rockets, we don't have enough howitzers, and we don't have enough modern high-precise weapons. I also asked Mr. Pritula about the Budapest Memorandum. Official Kyiv often mentions this document during this war because the West doesn't defend Ukraine according to the promises given in that memo. It was signed in 1994. According to this document, Ukraine gave away to Russia hundreds of the strategic nuclear missiles which were stationed on the Ukrainian territory after the collapse of the Soviet Union. In return, the global nuclear powers, the United States, the United Kingdom and Russia, promised to defend Ukraine. The weirdest thing about the Budapest Memorandum is that one of its signatories, Russia, is now brutally violating it. The Ukrainian expert Mikhailo Pritula continues. I want to remind you that in Ukraine we had the third biggest in the world nuclear arsenal. We stationed 160 intercontinental ballistic missiles, which could reach the territory of the United States and could also reach the territory of the Russian Federation, any of its parts. Each that missile carried 10 warheads. On the demand from the United States, we destroyed all that rockets and their underground launch pads. We could make those missiles by ourselves, but at that time we had a security guarantee from the US. We believed in it. Currently, we had to rely on the US again that the US will keep its word. Then the grain export will normalize because Ukraine needs not only to export grain, but to grow it first. For this, there is a need for fuel, for safety in the agricultural fields, which should be free from mines. The harvest should be collected first, emphasized the Ukrainian expert in his interview for my podcast. The retired colonel of the Ukrainian Security Service, Mikhailo Pritula, also shared with me his opinion about how to unblock the trade roads 
in the Black Sea to renew the export of the Ukrainian grain. To deblock the Black Sea is very easy. Ukraine should be provided with enough quantity of anti-ship missiles. It should be done at least because the Ukrainian grain is usually traded by the American companies, which sell it through commodity marketplaces like the Board of Trade in Chicago and Vancouver, Canada. That's why American companies are directly interested in unblocking the export of the Ukrainian grain. So American companies should lobby their government to provide Ukraine with anti-ship weapons enough to destroy the Russian Black Sea Navy. Mikhailo Pritula also thinks that the United States can do more regarding weapons supplies to Ukrainians. We fight with inadequate weaponry, and the United States doesn't give us adequate weapons. Currently, the Ukrainian government is exploring what countries, after this war, could become new security guarantors, and what new security architecture outside of NATO could be created to secure peace and protection for Ukraine in case of future threats. The Ukrainian expert Mikhailo Pritula has his opinion about it. This should be discussed, but much simpler is to implement those guarantees that were given before. Because why should we seek new guarantees which may not be worth the price of the paper they are written on? Let's imagine what would be if Ukraine will not collect the harvest this year? What prices of grain contracts will be in Chicago and Vancouver? At the end of my podcast episode, I asked the retired Ukrainian colonel Mikhailo Pritula about what the end of the war in Ukraine may look like. His answer. This war will end with the collapse of the Soviet Union, sorry, the Russian Federation. But when will this be? I didn't mistakenly mention the Soviet Union, because Russia is trying to renew the USSR in its full military potential. The Russian arms plants, those that assemble the precise weapons, switched to working round the clock. This won't be a quick victory. This war will continue for a long time, and finally, Russia will exhaust itself. There is a Ukrainian saying, those thin will die sooner than those fat men will lose their weight. So I want Ukraine not to die off, while the US will continue thinking to give us tomahawks or not, to give us the modern laser-guided weapons or not, to protect the interests of the grain traders that supply the entire world or not. Here I would like to end this episode of my podcast where I explain the Russian war against Ukraine my name is Viktor Kovalenko. My guest today was a military expert from Ukraine, Mikhailo Pritula, a retired colonel of the Ukrainian Security Service. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. My handle there is Mr. Kovalenko, Mr. Kovalenko, one word. I say goodbye till the next episode. So long.